Welcome to the Lojo Show. This is a special episode regarding some events that have happened over the last couple of hours here. And that was the worldwide sting of dark web suspects. So this is from the CBS News release here. Um, apparently there was a Europol sting called Dark Huntor. And that's Tor at the end of that of T-O-R. Um, in which 150 suspects were arrested across the globe. The sting was German-led, right? This was a German-led police sting. This is according to the, uh, to the uh, CBS News release uh, on this, which was about seven hours ago uh, from, from where I am right now. Um, basically, they composed a series of separate but complementary actions in Australia, Bulgaria, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom and the United States. And this was Europol. Uh, and in this, Europol, um, in working in connection with this, there were 65 related arrests in the U.S. in this sting, 47 arrests in Germany, and 24 in Britain, and four each in Italy and the Netherlands. With, you know, with that, if we look at the stings that have happened lately, one of the keys here is that I said this goes back to even traditional criminal activity, right? Um, you know, they, they, they uncovered 516 pounds of drugs, including 25,000 ecstasy pills. Uh, and in addition, um, there were um, 100,000 announcements of illegal products that are in these marketplaces too, right? And so... With this, you are shutting down some of the criminal enterprises and stuff there, but I think more importantly that our, you know, that our law enforcement and agencies and agents from there are also getting a better look under the cover of what is going on and how our criminal activity is being facilitated on the dark web and in electronic form in general. And that is good exposure. That is also embracing that, hey, this is where kind of the future of these types of things are. Um, so good on them, good on to the Americans and stuff and U.S. Uh, US folks that were involved with this as well as to the German, uh, French, and English too. You know, it's great to see the collaboration on an international level, uh, and I do. I feel a little bit safer today understanding that uh, this is something that they're pursuing and having uh, successful results. We know it's going to take time, but... It looks like that there's a willingness to invest in the technology and the people that will get this job done. This is a neat ongoing event because the dark web over years has really been a place where criminals as well as hackers and even gamers and stuff too have operated almost autonomously because of just the ability from a tour standpoint to keep your IP anonymous. Now with that, one of the things that it goes on on the dark web and just kind of giving you a little background on it is this. The dark web itself really is at the end really just a, uh, a place that's a marketplace, it's forums and it's tools. It's very simple. It's like eBay without all the glam and without all the you know, bells and whistles there. It is indeed a place where you can post about your background and beliefs and whichever. Uh, but also, in addition to that, there's marketplaces where you can buy stolen credentials and uh, information. And worst of all, I'm just kind of tagging this onto our ransomware discussions. This is also where a very unsophisticated 
user or person of interest or whichever can actually purchase ransomware and then apply that in a malicious way. But what this really means when we see that they're able to now uh, hunt and investigate uh, criminals in this uh, environment and on this dark web uh, in those tours, it, it means that it's not as safe anymore for criminals to be there. However, it also points out that there is now really a symbiotic relationship between law enforcement and the torrents because here's the thing your body of evidence goes away when you shut down a tour your body of evidence goes away when you shut down a forum or marketplace in that case because you need data in order to have intelligence you need data in order to investigate you need materiality as well in order to investigate um, uh, for criminal prosecution so it is a complex field here of why don't you just turn it off? We know that there's a marketplace for these stolen things. We know that people are buying. We know that people are getting rich off of this. We know that criminals are getting rich. In this thing alone, $31 million, or sorry, uh, euros were seized. So that's a pretty good take on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a sting like this. But when we think about this, there's hierarchies to tours, right? There's a hierarchy on the dark web where you have specific forums and marketplaces uh, that are for cyber criminals. There are special areas as well uh, and tours there that are for state-sponsored uh, items. So these are things that continue to, you know, continue to evolve. The other part is, is that you turn one off if the criminals have backed up their information and data really, really well. Well, guess what? Two or three more of these pop up. And now you've distributed where those fiber criminals could be. So there is a complex component to this. We would love to claim victory that, yes, we've uh, arrested and pursued and arrested uh, these criminals there. That's great. But the other part is, is where can you get more intelligence on this? So our law enforcement and our global forces for this uh, who are working hard to protect our data and information and investigate these things really have a you know double-edged sword here when it comes to investigating, shutting down, prosecuting, and eventually uh, coming to resolution at the end of a case here because it's a matter of did we do or finish the job here and the thing is, is that the job will never be finished uh, when it comes to this. So the reason why we kind of the reason why we go into detail on this and why it was so important to have this episode is to again um, emphasize why things like artificial intelligence is important. When you have the complexities of multi-threaded, uh, multi-threaded organizations, sites, tours, things that are also what we call denial of service um, uh, proof uh, sites and uh, marketplaces where criminals can get tools. Well, they're gonna do their best to hide these tools, duplicate these tools, and have a really quick way of shifting um, to different sites and stuff that we may not ever find. So when we do this and understand this, one of the one of the you know largest solutions and complements to our law enforcement and to global 
um, you know, to you know the global world of law enforcement as far as in uh, investigating these things is going to come to AI in the future. It's going to come to artificial intelligence. How is that going to actually help? And that is with the different streams and methods and capabilities that are out there, you got to be able to keep up. You got to be able to anticipate this. There's loads and loads of information, some complete, some not complete. So again, being able to examine, study, as well as parse this information in order to come up with correct algorithms and stuff too, so that you can begin to build material cases against individuals that you discover in this. It's important that we uh, that we understand, you know, artificial intelligence and how that can work and help in these areas. So. When we talk about these different marketplaces, like in this particular sting, uh, like Deep Sea and um, Berlusconi marketplaces, those are the ones that are mostly involved here. But this is like one of thousands of marketplaces. There are some that are more well-known than others, uh, but these are also where we just say, we've been talking about cybercrime, but in addition, these also promote and facilitate you know, the, your traditional crimes, like drug sales. Uh, receiving and trading of money and in, 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 in currency and stuff too within these marketplaces, right? And here's the thing. The thing is, is that in these marketplaces, while um, there is anonymity, there is also a point of presence for, um, for organizations to, you know, do commerce. And so this is where commerce is done. At the end, when we talk about, again, things like ransomware, uh, malware, things that are affect you or things that exfiltrate data within your organization and or, you know, find sensitive data that uh, can be used for ransom or used to take advantage of your accounts out there, at the end, it still boils down to criminal activity, right? Criminal activity. And if it's a state nation against a state nation, well, then, you know, that's kind of the new world of combat as well, the state nation on state nation, right, of combat. So now you have this playing field that is uh, vast, with individuals, groups, organizations, all looking at one buying and selling of authorized goods, unauthorized goods, you know, illegal activity, illegal credentials, all these things that are going on within that. And it is, it is daunting for our traditional law enforcement to really, really make um, progress. And this is a sign of the progress that they're making, but this is again an example and a microcosm of why it is so important to look at how you can automate these areas. There's just so many variables now. We all in our lives, if you heard of virtual private networks in the past where, hey, did you connect to the VPN? Did you connect to the VPN or tunnel there? What that does is it masks your publicly available IP address and it associates it with let's say an organization's overall IP structure, one that's kind of internal and stuff from there, right? So if somebody tries to resolve the IP address that you're coming from, they won't see that it's you. They won't, they won't see that it's your computer or it's your system or your server. They see a completely anonymous IP address that they can't resolve, which means it's hard to trace or track or even intercept communications, uh, the communications that you're using, okay? So a tor or a torrent, uh, in this case, these are essentially those virtual private networks, but they're at scale. They're, some of them are freely available 
right? That's uh, that's out there, and there are a ton of them. We're talking about in the tens of millions of different tours and stuff that are there that can create that type of environment so that nobody knows who they're talking to <laughs> within that. So this is what happens when, when you look at that type of infrastructure. It's the same thing that we try to do in our organizations to, um, uh, to, uh, to secure our organizations and to put that kind of you know, hazy film in front so you can't see clearly what is safe, what is not safe, or um, what is critical or what is not critical. But it can be used against you as far as on a global scale, and that's what tours can do. Um, where these became very, very, very popular initially was when we were downloading <laughs> music and stuff from, uh, uh, oh, good Lord, I, I forgot the name of it, Napster. But yeah, when we used to look at Napster and stuff there, you know, this was one of the things. And then also the variants after that where you had different torrents and stuff, but it was used to anonymize the user from that because typically, you know, you're about to do something that's illegal. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know that uh, if you're caught doing whatever it is you're doing across those, that there could be legal consequences. Um, but in some cases, it was also to protect yourself, too, as far as working through that so that you were anonymous as you browsed or as you uh, went to different marketplaces or forums and discussions from that. So those are torrents. Right. And so we, we typically go and say tours because it's a short word for that. It's a short name. Tours. We're going to have, you know, that's a tour. Right. So these are unique because, um, you know, again, when you look at this from a you know, standpoint of identifying who is the user, whose IP address are you using and where are they coming from, uh, it obscures that. And uh, in that obscurity is what makes it so difficult to infiltrate the, uh, the dark web at times for law enforcement. Uh, is it becoming easier? Just like anything, law enforcement is very good. Once they find a crack, they can continue to expose that crack, right? They can continue to um, uh, work and get more clarity on what's behind there because essentially at some point there is a people person or a person that's involved with this. And once you get the leverage and stuff that they need with that person, then a lot of the secrets then are disclosed and law enforcement has another way to investigate and or you know pursue uh, bad actors or the bad guys, as I like to call them. One of the things too that uh, that comes up is um, everything that's out there and available to the criminals are also available to our law enforcement. I think this is showing some of the uh, progress that we're seeing in that uh, organizations like Department of Homeland Security. FBI and others are understanding the value that good, solid expertise uh, from a technical standpoint are, are worth, right? So you see things like the pay going up for those folks that can do, that can do, uh, that can write scripts, that can write software, that can deploy software as well as leverage the technology that's available today or even innovate in order to track these types of activities down. They're starting to realize that you can go and look at some of the progress in that area. For instance, there was an article that's out there. I can't remember which publication, but it was talking about, look, you know, the Department of Homeland Security recognizes that they need uh, better, faster, stronger capabilities to be able to pursue, um, to pursue and protect 
uh, our, you know, our country and uh, our homeland from uh, the threats that are out there from a cyber standpoint. They are in charge of protecting us from a cyber threat, Department of Homeland Security. And they've recognized this and are doing things like, look, alleviating the old way of actually hiring talent into the organization allowing the knowledgeable manager who's in that area to hire that talent, as well as giving flexibility in how much they can pay those individuals. Because right now it's costing us way more than somebody's salary in order to protect the homeland. So this is a recognition that uh, I think is, is not getting enough attention, right? Because if you want to get the right talent and stuff into the uh, to DHS and uh, other organizations to help in really solidifying our you know, our security, well, it's not the guy with the biggest muscles anymore. It is the, it is the, 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 the man or woman uh, that's going to be behind the desk and sitting on a keyboard at that point and really uh, working and understanding the technology that's at bay here. Now, from a quick just announcement standpoint, um, one of the areas that we'll dive into in the future is, is that I said that the dark web is made up of forums, marketplaces, and tools. Well, tools uh, in that end also have to leverage different things too, like the data, like the dark web. You've got a lot of like crawlers and stuff too that tools that we turn to for solutions that help us protect ourselves crawl through the dark web and uh, pull information and, and, uh, and intelligence from. Well we're going to have a deeper conversation over the next couple of weeks on those types of tools, the AI and stuff that's associated with those tools and how they can be leveraged and applied to protect your organization as well as you as an individual. We'll walk through some of those discussions and scenarios and also to be able to just educate you on a number of things. Also just a call to action and stuff for our listeners. If there is a topic or aspect of the topic that you would like for us to explore, we'd love to hear you guys as far as replying to our uh, to our message or posting as well. Um, if you're going to post comments or anything on you know, the Lojo Show, please feel free to ask questions as well through that because what we can do is we can start to address those questions uh, online. So that's it for the Lojo Show, this special release slash announcement. Uh, look forward to hearing from my listeners and uh, take care.